98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. A big winter storm is heading east from the Upper Plains. We have the story. Police investigating a fatal shooting in West Wichita. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. The Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office is investigating a fatal officer-involved shooting in Goddard. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm Rodney Price. Construction is coming for a North Wichita roadway. That story is ahead. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. The spring-like weather we've had so far this week is coming to an end today with much colder winter-like temperatures arriving tonight and into tomorrow and Friday. Our full forecast on the way in just a few minutes. A massive coast-to-coast storm has started impacting the western U.S. with high winds and heavy snow. It's heading east and may deliver blizzard conditions across the plains and Great Lakes. Snow totals could exceed two feet in Minnesota. Fox Weather's Bridget Mahoney has more. This is a 2,000-mile-wide storm that could bring historic snow for portions of the upper Midwest. Right now, active alerts across the country. Wind alerts, 79.6 million Americans under those wind alerts. Winter alerts, nearly 65 million uh, people under these alerts. We have Arctic air filtering in. It's always about the cold this time of year in terms of some of the major impacts. If we see temperatures drop enough, that's where we get the snow in rather efficient snow. The colder it is in the upper layers of the atmosphere, that's where we really increase what we call that snow to liquid ratio. With that, we see more snow out of less moisture. Other parts of the Midwest and Northeast could see the potential for disruptive ice. A man has died after he was shot at a West Wichita motel. It happened yesterday afternoon, the 5700 block of West Kellogg Drive. Officers responded to a disturbance call with shots fired. They found a man in his 50s with a gunshot wound to the chest. He was not breathing when he was hospitalized, where he was pronounced deceased. According to investigators, the shooting was not random. Witnesses have provided suspect information. An attempted traffic stop in Goddard led to a fatal officer-involved shooting. The Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office is now investigating the shooting. Tuesday, during a briefing, Sheriff Jeff Easter identified the suspect as 39-year-old Michael Trask from the Lake Afton area. He said the suspect drove off at speeds reaching up to 100 miles per hour while flashing a gun from inside the vehicle. After calling off the chase, the officer caught up with the suspect, stopped at 183rd West and 63rd South. Six commands to the suspect, the suspect to show the officer his hands and place them out of the window. The suspect never complied. The man then gets out of his vehicle and walks toward the officer with a weapon in his hand. The officer gives nine more commands to include put your hands up, don't come towards me, and to drop the gun. Investigators said the man did not comply and the officer fired eight times. Sheriff Easter says a short time later, Trask's wife made a call to police dispatchers. She advised that her husband is in a high-speed chase and suspect advised he's probably going to be dead. Call noted the suspect is suicidal and armed with a loaded 40 caliber handgun. However, investigators later discovered that the weapon Trask was carrying was a BB gun. The Goddard officer remains on administrative leave according to policy. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The Wichita City Council approving a plan that would bring improvements to a North Wichita roadway. The project on 29th Street North would reconstruct the roadway from Emporia to I-135 at dedicated turn lanes and would signalize the St. Francis intersection 
and the southbound on-off ramp to I-135. The project design budget will cost the city around $646,000. Once that work is complete, the council will discuss funding the construction scheduled to begin in 2024. The project's total budget stands at $3.5 million. The council also approved funding for bridge rehabilitation and repair in 2023. Projects include the First Street Bridge and the John Mack Bridge, both over the Arkansas River, and the MacArthur Bridge over the Big Ditch. Rodney Price, KNSS News. An investigation is underway in Cowley County following a pair of grass fires earlier this month. The first that broke out February 6th, the other on the 19th. Investigators say evidence links the two fires. Both were in pasture land. Chris Cannon, uh, Fire District 3 chief in Burden, says they believe the fires were intentionally set. It seems like it's a pretty innocent thing to go out and uh, you know maybe set a fire in some grassland, but uh, boy, it can turn turn deadly or, or very seriously very quickly. So we, we take it as seriously as someone setting a house on fire. Anyone with information about the fires in Cowley County asked to call investigators. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. Big men's basketball game last night in Manhattan. K-State and Baylor going at it. And we'll hear from Coach Tang and recap that game coming up in sports. Biden and Putin delivered dueling speeches. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now 808. Eight minutes past 8 o'clock on this Ash Wednesday. At today's weekly meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will hear the annual report on property values from County Assessor Mark Clark. Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News it's valuable information. It gives a really good snapshot of what's going on. Uh, he shows historically and, and then makes a prediction of what he thinks the future might be. And, and so it's it's pretty good. That, that's, a, that's a nice uh, presentation. Meister commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Head of the Morning on KNSS. Dueling speeches yesterday from President Biden during his visit to Poland and Russia's Vladimir Putin. Fox's Rich Edson reports. Speaking in Warsaw, President Biden declared enduring American and Western support for Ukraine in its war to repel the Russian invasion. The West was not plotting to attack Russia, as Putin said today. And millions of Russian citizens who only want to live in peace with their neighbors are not the enemy. Hours earlier, Russian President Vladimir Putin delivered his own address to the Russian parliament, somehow pinning his invasion of a neighboring country on the West. It is impossible to defeat Russia on the battlefield. Therefore, they are conducting more and more aggressive information attacks against us. Putin also announced he was suspending participation in the New START Treaty, the only remaining nuclear control pact between the United States and Russia. UN, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres is calling for Russia and the United States to open a dialogue immediately. Because, quote, a world without nuclear arms control is a far more dangerous and unstable one. The Environmental Protection Agency has ordered Norfolk Southern to pay for the cleanup of toxic train derailment in East Palestine, uh, Ohio. Fox's Marianne Rafferty reports. After drinking the water straight from the tap alongside Ohio's Governor Mike DeWine, EPA Administrator Michael Regan warning Norfolk Southern it will pay for the mess that it created and the trauma inflicted on residents of East Palestine. If the company fails to complete any action ordered by EPA, the agency will immediately step in, 
conduct the work ourselves and then force Norfolk Southern to pay triple in cost according to the powers granted by my agency. And the president weighing in on Twitter, blasting the rail companies for working to evade safety regulations and even accused the prior administration of wanting to dismantle the EPA. Some residents have been complaining that the federal response was taking far too long. KNSS News Time now, 8, 11, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. Traffic, uh, well, traffic conditions are actually improving just a little bit out there. Still got a couple of uh, spots of fairly heavy traffic uh, right now, east and west Kellogg, right around Seneca. Traffic heavy, but not running particularly slow. So just uh, watch for potential slowdowns there. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A few scattered showers will continue across south-central Kansas through mid-morning. And temperatures will be at their warmest here early on. Once a cold front pushes through, we'll be falling into the mid to upper 40s the rest of the day. Clear and much colder tonight, Tarlow 18, sunny, windy, and 34 on Thursday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. And then we have a partly cloudy sky, 60 degrees. We've got a south wind at 21 miles per hour. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, we have a study that's showing household debt has skyrocketed, has skyrocketed, and uh, to its high level, highest level in many, many years. Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers is here to tell us all about it. Good morning, Tanya. Hey, good morning. Household debt, this includes what? Credit cards, mortgages, everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the way, these let me tell you where these numbers come from. Um, I, I generally, whenever I do stories with numbers or percentages or stats or whatever, I like to explain where this comes from uh, so people are aware. This is from the New York Federal Reserve Bank's quarterly report on household debt. Okay. This was released last week. So uh, if you, you know, want to look up these numbers for yourself, that's where they come from. Uh, it found that household debt uh, is on the rise. We ended 2022 with about $320 billion more in total debt than we started the year with. Um, as a result, about uh, U.S. households collectively owed about $17 trillion to start 2023. Um, a lot of that debt was added during the fourth quarter of last year. Actually, $398 billion in new debt was added in the fourth quarter of 2022 by consumers. Now, when you're talking about different kinds of debt, uh, we'll hit some of the high spots here. And it's not all increased. Some of these decreased, actually, and I'll give you those in just a second. Uh, Household mortgage debt increased by $290 billion last year. Mm. That is the second highest annual increase since the end of the Great Recession. Um, auto loan debt decreased by 106 million in 2022. That is the second year in a row that it has decreased after a decade of increases from 2011 to 2020. So that's a little bit better. Uh, the total student loan debt decreased by 83 billion last year, the second biggest pay it, pay down on that since 2003. Um, so kind of you know hitting some of the the standout numbers there. I'm thinking, trying to, you know, trying to be logical about this. Uh, of course, inflation is, we know that's been hitting us pretty hard for the last, what, a year or two almost, I guess. But, and that would have an impact on, on households because, uh, you know, you, you need to buy things and the price is going up. I guess that would have an impact, right? 
Yeah, and the and the and the credit card debt also on this um, in in the last quarter, just the last quarter of last year, credit card balances increased by sixty one billion to nine hundred and eighty six billion. That's a record high, according to the New York Fed. Well, we had a good Christmas, and we <laughs> we we got our credit cards paid off now. So uh, I that's I think that's probably part of it. A good Christmas, and people are getting back out and shopping again too. So. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. just, it's a lot of debt, right? Mm-hmm, a lot. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Tanya J. Powers with us this morning talking about household debt skyrocketing to its highest level since the 2008 financial crisis. Stephen, head of the morning, KNSS. Let's see what we got on here today. Today is uh, Ash Wednesday. We've been telling you about that this morning. Uh, an interesting birthday today is uh, Paul Dooley is having a birthday. He's 95. He's an actor. And uh, probably... Best known as the dad in 16 Candles that has that interesting conversation with his young daughter. (laughs) Her family has not remembered her birthday. And he has a nice heart-to-heart dad conversation. And he also started, he was in Monster in the Closet with our friend Don Grant, the money tracker, when Don's movie that he filmed out in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul was in that, and he was also, oh, uh, uh, Stella Stevens, the late Stella Stevens was in Monster in the Closet with Don. So, Paul Dooley, 95 years old today. And you said he was he was in Popeye as well? Played Wimpy in Popeye, Wimpy. of course. Wimpy, yeah. Which, perpetually wandering around wanting or eating a cheeseburger. cheeseburger. Yep. I will gladly pay you Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a hamburger today. Wimpy, yeah. All right. Uh, today, uh, on this date in uh, 1732, uh, the first president of the United States, George Washington, born in Westmoreland County in Virginia. Yeah, Colony. it's Washington's birthday. That is the father of our country's birthday. Mm-hmm. He was a, a large man for his time. Six foot three was a giant. Giant of a man days. in his day. Wow. And in many ways. Born into wealth and stayed wealthy all of mm-hmm. his life. Uh, the father of our country, he had George Washington's birthday. Used to be a federal holiday. Yeah. Everybody got the 22nd off. Now we combine them hmm. with his, with Lincoln's. And uh, on this date in 1630, I thought this was very interesting. The first... In one of the first Thanksgivings uh, here in the new country, the English colonist, colonist in Massachusetts Bay Colony first sampled popcorn brought to them by a Native American named Quatequina for their Thanksgiving celebration. So we think that they had turkey. We, 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 yeah. we celebrate with turkey, but maybe we should have a big yeah, bowl of popcorn. Popcorn's a part of the Thanksgiving yes, yes. tradition. Yeah. Thank you for our Native American cousins for bringing that to our attention. 817, Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS at his sports time with Ted Woodward. Ted? Yeah, we'll take a look at college men's basketball action last night up in Manhattan, Kansas. 14th-ranked K-State hosting 9th-ranked Baylor. K-State going for a season sweep over this top-10 team. It was a rough first half for K-State. They were down three points at halftime. But, boy, they came out of the locker room and just blitzed the Bears. In the second half, K-State outscored Baylor 44-31, shooting 58% from the field in the second half. For the game, K-State shot 65% from two-point range. So they were dominating in the paint. Outscored Baylor 42-16 in the paint. And K-State won the game 75-65 was the final score. Another huge crowd in Manhattan last night. A sellout, 11,000 on hand, Bramlage Coliseum where K-State is now 14-1 and on home court at Bramlage this season. After the game, K-State head coach Jerome Tang. I thought our guys had energy tonight, and, and we executed. We didn't turn the ball over. And, uh, you know, when, when they made a run, we responded. Uh, just just so proud of them, man. And, uh, 
you know, there's always within the team, there's always adversity and things that happen and life throws things at you and you got to respond to it. And, and, you know, today um, I won't go into it, but there was some some adversity that was thrown our way outside of our our own doing and anything that we could control. And just to watch the guys rally around each other and and really support each other and 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 get this win tonight uh, was just a strong testament to their character and the type of people that they are. Nicely done for the Wildcats. Senior Keontae Johnson, 25 points, 11 of 17 shooting. Senior Marquise Noel, 14 points, 10 assists, zero turnovers. Nice. K-State gets the season sweep over a top 10 team, Baylor. K-State right now is tied for third place in the Big 12 Conference. Two games back out of first place. Just a few games to go. Wildcats are now 21-7. and on the season. We have some good uh, shocker sports action for you over today on 97.5 and 1240 KFH starting out in the afternoon with baseball action for the shockers who are playing a game in the state of Utah for the first time in 33 years. Wichita State is visiting Utah Tech for a four-game series with the Trailblazers in St. George, Utah starting this afternoon. Four games in four days. Shane Dennis and Denning Gehrig will have live coverage of Shocker Baseball beginning at 2.40 this afternoon over on KFH. And then after baseball, we go to Shocker Women's Basketball. The Shocker ladies are on the road at SMU. Shocker women have won two of their last three. Both these teams have 15 wins on the season. Steve Strain will have coverage of the Shocker women. That will tip off at 6 o'clock tonight in Dallas. Also, you can hear it live on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. College baseball action yesterday. Sterling pulls off a huge win, upsetting 11th-ranked Oklahoma City on the road. Sterling wins that game 10-8. to Sterling baseball team is now four, uh, on a four-game winning streak. National Hockey League last night. The Edmonton Oilers win at home, beat the Philadelphia Flyers 4-2. to Getting the win in goal for Edmonton, former Wichita Thunder goalie Stuart Skinner had 23 saves, got his 14th win of the season for Edmonton which snapped a four-game losing streak with that win. Edmonton right now still the top wildcard team in the Western Conference, and Stuart Skinner, the former Thunder goalie, got another win in goal for Edmonton. And a happy birthday today to Devontae Graham, pretty good basketball player. He is 28 years old today, of course, as point guard for the Kansas Jayhawks. He was a first-team All-American, and now he's gone on. He is currently in his fifth year in the NBA. Remember back at KU, he was the Big 12 Conference Player of the Year as well as that first-team All-American status. He recently got traded to the San Antonio Spurs, and in his first game with the Spurs, all he did was go out and score 31 points. (laughs) Yeah. The former Kansas Jayhawk, Devontae Graham, is celebrating a birthday today. He is 28 today, and that's sports with Stephen Ted. Coming up on Saturday night, downtown Wichita, Liverpool Legends. A lot of good Beatles music coming your way as the Liverpool Legends come to town Saturday night, downtown at the Orpheum Theater. The Liverpool Legends, four lads, hand-picked by Louise Harrison, sister of the late George Harrison of the Beatles. Uh, probably pretty darn good. Oh, That'll, yeah. Of course, you can get some great music along the way. I have got a pair of tickets to give away right now to go to Liverpool Legends on Saturday night. If you want to win, call me now at 869-1330. That's 869-1330. Keep it here for the Sean Hannity Morning Minute coming your way. U.S. needs to commit. The resources to win in Ukraine, says Sean. And then we've got traffic and weather coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Go.
show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 8.30 here on this Wednesday morning. 57 degrees. A Valley Center man has been arrested in a fatal Wichita hit and run. Police made an arrest in connection to a motorcycle crash near 11th and Broadway Monday night. Police say the suspect turned himself in Tuesday. He was arrested on suspicion of failure to stop at an accident, no valid driver's license, and second-degree unintentional but reckless murder. The Wichita City Council has approved a three-year agreement for economic development services. The agreement with the Greater Wichita Partnership will cost the city $400,000 annually. Mayor Brandon Whipple thanked the group for partnering with the city, county, and private sector. This is not only the perfect time to double down on a strategy uh, that has really taken off the last few years, but also creating a a level of security by instead of having uh, you all as a line item on each budget entering a contract so you have that consistency over the next three years. According to the city, the Greater Wichita Partnership has delivered 88 projects and over 2,100 new jobs in just the last two years, along with $94 million in capital investment and $70 million in annual payroll. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Garden City, Kansas, set to receive more than $19 million in federal funding for a project to use treated wastewater to irrigate crops. U.S. Senator from Kansas Jerry Moran was on hand for the announcement Tuesday, saying local efforts... Uh, helped create the project. This is an example of something that's not forced upon us, but the community, the region, the business community, agricultural producers, the cities decided we're going to do something proactive and get ahead of all the mess that Washington, D.C. can create. A similar project is also being planned for the Dodge City area. A bipartisan congressional delegation met Taiwan's president Tuesday after meeting its parliament speaker when Monday. The U.S. has warned China plans to provide Russia with weapons or perhaps the semiconductor chips needed to keep fighting in Ukraine. Chris Miller, the author of Chip War, argues semiconductor chips are the new oil over which future wars could be fought. There's no doubt that China has really stepped in in a big way to bail out Russia and help it acquire the components that it needs to build military systems. 90% of advanced semiconductors are made in Taiwan, putting the island further in Beijing's crosshairs. At the Pentagon, Jennifer Griffin, Fox News. A new computer chip manufacturing facility is planned for Burlington in eastern Kansas. This comes after the announcement that a computer chip plant will be built in the Wichita area. Central County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News, one of the credits to our resume is just our, our generational history of how how we can focus on uh, manufacturing, advanced manufacturing, smart manufacturing, whatever you want to call it. But we know how to, to get those suppliers together and, and make things and ship things uh, with a high quality. So that's just uh, a lot of communities can't, can't brag about that. Meitzner commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Thin in the morning on KNSS. Now we'll look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Warmer than average temperatures continue for now, but that's going to be changing later on today. We're seeing a few scattered showers across Wichita with a clearing sky. A cold front pushes on through with temperatures falling into the mid to upper 40s late this afternoon as winds become gusty from the northwest. It'll be clear overnight. Tarlow 18, sunny and 34 tomorrow. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now mostly cloudy, 57 degrees. We have a south wind at 14 miles per hour. 
835, Stephen, 10 in the morning, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is that time of the day. The Entertainment News, The Blur with Ted Woodward. Ted? An actor known best for his roles on children's television and his famous sister has died. Jansen Pantier, the younger brother of Hayden Pantier, the star of Nashville, has died at the age of 28. The family's representatives said they do not have a statement because an investigation is still underway. Jansen was an actor in his own right and started his career in the early 2000s with appearances on The Walking Dead and Perfect Game. The brother and sister even worked together in 2004 on Tiger Cruise and in 2005 on Racing Stripes. His most recent role was in 2022 in the holiday movie Love and Love Not. Just three weeks ago, Jansen took to Instagram to share a sweet picture showing hate giving him a haircut. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Richard Gere, actor, having some health problems. Actor Richard Gere is recovering after being briefly hospitalized for pneumonia during a family vacation to Mexico, celebrating his wife's 40th birthday with their children. TMZ reports the 73-year-old actor had developed a bad cough before the trip and ended up staying overnight in a hospital during the vacation, but was released the next day and prescribed antibiotics. Gere's wife Alejandra taking to Instagram on Sunday with an update, posting a photo showing herself and Gere holding hands with one of their young sons, writing, I woke up this morning and I saw the news and all your kind and worry messages. He is recovering. He is feeling much better today. Adding, quote, the worst has already passed. Lauren Faulkner, Fox News. A British-based network apologizes to Arthur J.K. Rowling. The BBC apologized to J.K. Rowling for the second time in less than a month after she was accused of having transphobic views in a discussion about the latest Harry Potter video game, Hogwarts Legacy, on BBC Radio Scotland's Good Morning Scotland show, when a transgender woman said she had boycotted the game because it was being used to, quote, fund the anti-trans movement. The BBC statement read, We accept that the program failed to challenge these claims and acknowledge that our contributors gave their opinion as fact. This fell below the rigorous editorial standards we've applied to our broad coverage of trans and gender recognition stories across BBC Scotland's news and current affairs output. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Let's take a look at some Oscar-nominated movies from the year. The Fox movie profile with Fandango's Eric Davis. And a look at the blockbusters nominated for an Academy Award Best Picture this year. And where they are on the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter, starting with Top Gun Maverick. Of the blockbusters, Top Gun Maverick with 96% is the top leader there. It's been a criticism of the Oscars the past several years that not enough commercial success stories are being considered. So it's great to see three big movies nominated this year. Top Gun Maverick, perhaps the most surprising success story of 2022. But, however, it was snubbed in some notable categories, including director and cinematography and Tom Cruise. Um, The Avatar sequel, it is at 77% on the tomato meter, continues its global domination with over $2 at the global box office. Elvis tied with Avatar at 77% directed by Baz Luhrmann, wildly entertaining biopic that tracks Elvis's career from his start through his untimely death. Ashley Dvorkin, Fox News. A former royal reportedly not happy about a satire. Meghan Markle is not happy with the latest episode of South Park titled The Worldwide Privacy Tour. According to The Spectator, Markle has been upset and overwhelmed. The episode featured characters that looked exactly like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. However, in the episode, they were dubbed Canadian royalty, the prince and his wife. The young royal couple went around the world begging for privacy while drawing attention to themselves. The series didn't hold back skewering Meghan as a sorority girl actress, influencer, and victim to which 
which she replies, yeah, that's totally me. The article points out Markle is obsessed with her half-sister's defamation lawsuit and the King's coronation coming up. The episode ruthlessly skewers Harry and Markle. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Let's see what's going on in the world of gaming. Fox Bits. Your insider's G-code to gaming. I'm Eamon Dignam. Fans of breakthrough first-person shooter Doom will now be able to keep an official copy in their pocket. Bethesda Softworks announcing, quote, Mighty Doom for mobile devices, but it plays more like a top-down run-and-gun rather than the first Doom, which revolutionized the industry. New designs for the game include the original Doom guy, but cute, along with toy-like demons to fight. Mighty Doom makes its way to the App Store and Google Play in March. In an effort to slow down regulators around the world from opposing the blockbuster Activision Blizzard acquisition by Microsoft, Nintendo and graphics card maker NVIDIA have signed a deal with Microsoft that will bring Xbox games to the Nintendo Switch for the next 10 years, including the disputed Call of Duty series, that regulators worry will give Microsoft an unfair advantage over Sony, makers of the PlayStation consoles, while also offering to share their streaming service, Xbox Games Pass, with NVIDIA for their their own streaming service, GeForce Now. That's Fox Bits for Fox News. What does Steve McIntosh daydream about over there during the blur? Maybe it's a skiing trip with country music superstar Jason Aldean. I'm from the south. I mean, I'm, I grew up around the beach, not not the snow. So I typically like to go up to the top, ski down once, and then ski right into the bar and go and have a few beers, and then, you know, I'll meet them back at the house later. Hmm. So that's what he's been doing. Jason huh? Aldean running down his yeah. plan when he goes skiing. He was dreaming about that. Let's hit the late night crew. Uh, the late show with Stephen Colbert, CBS. Happy Mardi Gras, everybody. Also, also known as Fat Tuesday, and I, for one, think it's time we stop shaming days of the week. <laughs> Tuesday can't help it. It's all those tacos. Jimmy Kimmel Live, ABC. As if we don't already have enough to worry about with the, this uh, possible nuclear war or UFOs, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly have had me up very late at night. <laughs> now we have a new existential threat, which is uh, Canadian super pigs. Have you heard about this? What they now call the super pig was born in the 80s when pig farmers bred a domestic pig with a wild boar, the idea was to breed an animal with more meat on it. And I guess it worked because these pigs can weigh close to 700 pounds. Of course, they've escaped from captivity and they're now wreaking havoc on everything in their path. And they're headed towards the United States. And the only way they can be stopped is by Guy Fieri with a tanker full of donkey sauce. <laughs> Watch out for the super pigs. Yeah. Seventy years ago on this day, it came out in Wichita movie theaters. Kansas Pacific. Have you seen Kansas Pacific? No. A western in color starring Sterling Hayden about the building of the Kansas Pacific Railway before the Civil War. The movie poster says, built by bullets, dynamite, and bloodstained spikes. Uh-oh. Kansas Pacific. One of those movies that was set in Kansas, but it was filmed in California, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, sure. And one of the guys in the cast is a guy named Clayton Moore. Really? Who would become the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. Yeah. The movie Kansas Pacific came out 70 years ago today. All right. It was 40 years ago on this night. Opening night on Broadway of a mystery farce called Moose Murders. <laughs> the title's enough to The title's bad enough, yeah. Moose Murders. A huge flop. 
It's now widely considered the standard of awfulness against which all Broadway failures are judged. The name has become synonymous with huge, horrible Broadway plays that open and close on the same night, which it did. It was 40 years ago on this night. It opened and closed on the same night. Part of the plot is uh, uh, there, it's, a, it's a family that gets trapped in a moose lodge in Maine, I think, okay. in a snowstorm. One of the plot points is uh, the son of the family attempts incest with his mother, and then several murders take place. And reviews describe a scene in which a mummified paraplegic rises from his wheelchair to kick a man in the crotch who is dressed like a moose. <laughs> Apparently in the previews, actress Eve Arden, an Oscar winner, Ooh. was in the lead role. After the second preview, she said, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> she wisely got out of there. And it was skewered by the critics. New Yorker art critic Brendan Gill said the play, quote, would insult the intelligence of an audience consisting entirely of amoebas. <laughs> AARP, the magazine, examined the biggest flops of the entire 20th century and put moose murders at number five on the list, right behind number four, New Coke. Wow. Moose murders. Moose murders. You've got uh, a nurse attendant who wears black satin, barking out Nazi-esque lines, <laughs> leaving her patients out in the rain. Yeah, it is terrible. Sounds like it's all, all pretty much in poor taste. Yeah. yeah. The mystery farce Moose Murders, perhaps the worst show ever on Broadway, 40 years ago on this night, open and closed. And finally, happy birthday today to one of the great character actors of all time. James Hong is 94 today. Of course, he was Khan the Butler in Chinatown. 650 film and TV credits. Yes. He's one of the most prolific actors of all time. He started acting in the 1950s. He's still working. And, of course, he was the maitre d' in the Seinfeld episode of The Chinese Restaurant. I have to wait here for Tatiana's call. Let me just check. Excuse me, I'm expecting a call. Costanza? Yes, I just got a call. Uh, I yell, Cartwright! Cartwright! Just like that. Nobody came up, I hang up. Well, was it for Costanza, or...? Yes, yes, that's it. Nobody answered. <laughs> was it a woman? Yes, yes. I tell her, you're not here. She said curse word, I hang up. <laughs> the great James Hong. It's his birthday. He's 94 today. And that's Entertainment News in the Blur with Stephen Ted. All right, Stephen Ted in the morning. Coming up, we got the Wichita Business Journal update. Kansas Humane Society has a new leader. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Stephen's head of the morning, KNSS, 8.50 here on this Wednesday morning, and uh, 67 degrees, three big things. Sedgwick County Sheriff now investigating a fatal police-involved shooting near Goddard 
Dead man reportedly ignored multiple warnings to put down his weapon, which was a BB gun. Two. Police investigating a homicide at the West Wichita Motel. A man died after being shot in the chest. One. Massive winter storm moving across the northern U.S. Two feet of snow possible in Minnesota. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. I'm getting word now about a traffic hazard, something going on at Douglas and Broadway, at least a stalled out vehicle there. Might want to avoid that area for the time being. Again, that's a um, downtown Douglas and Broadway traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And we have a chance for morning rain, then sunny and breezy today with a temperature dropping to around 46 degrees. Partly cloudy and cold tonight, the overnight low 19. Thursday, sunny, breezy, and cool. Tomorrow's high 34. And now mostly cloudy, 57 degrees. We have a south wind at 14 miles per hour. Stephen's in the morning, KNSS, and uh, all three major indices on the stock market dropped yesterday. Finished it down uh, this morning. Uh, we have got, uh, well, I'm saying, oh, here's the Dow is up 38 points. Uh, S&P is up just under 10 points, and the NASDAQ is trading up more than well, almost 65 points. So that's what's going on on the stock market this morning. Now look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. The Kansas Humane Society has hired a new president and CEO, Aaron Walker, who steps into the role starting March 1st. Walker has more than 20 years of experience in leadership and fundraising roles for nonprofits, including in child welfare behavioral health, and social services. Most recently, Walker worked for Cairn Health in Wichita, formerly called Medical Service Bureau, Inc. Walker steps into the role following the November departure of former president and CEO Emily Hurst, who had been in the position for less than two years and has since been hired as a senior director of the BVI Workforce Innovation Center at Envision. WSU Tech's enrollment momentum not slowing down following last fall semester's 4% student growth compared to the year before. The Technical College announcing yesterday its spring enrollment this year is up nearly 16% compared to the previous year. Nearly 5,200 students enrolled. It marks the largest year-over-year jump for WSU Tech in more than a decade. Wichita Dwight D. Eisenhower National Airport has contracted a consulting firm. The airport's leader says could help add new routes from the city and get Wichita in the game on a federal grant program. The Wichita City Council Tuesday unanimously approved a signing of uh, Elevon Pacific Aviation Consulting to a three-year deal for consulting services, continuing a previous partnership between the airport and the firm. Jesse Romo, director of airports for the Wichita Airport Authority, told the council there are significant opportunities on the horizon he thinks makes Elevon an important partner for air service growth at Eisenhower. That's business news from the Wichita Business Journal with Steve and Ted here on this Wednesday morning. Ted, we had a interesting, we had a nice evening last, a very short evening, but my granddaughters, uh, Mary and Jocelyn, of course, they cheer at B- Bishop Carroll, and they were cheering last night at North High School. And uh, Kelly and I decided we were both shot yesterday, so we weren't going to make the scene there, but... We had them come by before they went to went over there to cheer because we live close to North, you know, and mm-hmm. that's my kids' uh, alma mater. So anyway, we had them come by, and Shelley whipped up some uh, really delicious chicken ta- uh, chicken enchiladas for. Oh them. my! 
And uh, it's Fancy. a recipe. This is, I think, the second time she's tried it, and it was a hit. Both girls really, really, really liked it. And she topped it off with uh, peach So you cobbler. wait, this is before the game? Before the game. So you filled them up with we filled them up. enchiladas <laughs> before they go cheer? <laughs> yeah. That sounds and like the, a bad combination. And there was the peach cobbler that they had. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Shelly Shelley didn't care about whether they could cheer or not. <laughs> Boy. She wanted to feed them. So, anyway, they, they seemed to like it. Uh, very good. Today is National Supermarket Employee Day. Okay. Uh, all across the country, supermarket employees help feed families and rich lives. From every shipment ordered and received to every shelf stock, these employees help ensure the supplies we need are available every day. And during the pandemic, they've had a tough time. Very so. nice. Yeah, we salute them. So good for them. Yeah. Hey, the Commodores are coming to the Orpheum Theater whoa, whoa. on Sunday, the April 23rd. Wow. And we've got five pairs of tickets to give away before they go on sale on Friday morning. Win them before you can buy them. Wait a minute. When do they go on sale? This Friday morning? Friday morning. So, if you'd like to get a couple of tickets to go see the Commodores at the Orpheum before they even go on sale, call me now at 869-1330. That's 869-1330. Coming up, the Glenn Beck program, Biden administration proposes immigration restriction that resembles one from the Trump administration. And top of the hour news, police investigating a fatal shooting in West Wichita. If you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Steve is in the morning, 98.7 and 13.30, KNSS Wichita. And we're going to sink to now this afternoon to 46 degrees. Catch Wichita business.